Hello friends and welcome to Mendu Disney, episode number 19, You Gotta Eat. My name is Pete and joining me tonight are Matt and Tom. Hey, how's everybody? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Nothing from Matt tonight. Radio silence again. Maybe one. So tonight, our topic is going to be one of my favorite things at Disney World, and that is the food. Uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite quick service restaurants and all that good stuff. But before we get into that, uh, Tom, what do you got for the news tonight? Uh, yeah, not a... Uh not a crazy news night. One of them I'm really excited about. You and I haven't even discussed it yet, so we'll we'll get your raw reaction to it. Anyway, nothing from Epcot, nothing from Magic Kingdom this week. We will start in Hollywood Studios. Uh, Star Tours expected to add the planet. I think it's Planet Crate. It is yes to the attraction. Uh, so got a little over a month, I think, until Star Wars: Last Jedi will premiere. Uh, and Disney has now announced the change coming to Star Tours. Uh, just as they did in preparation for uh, The Force Awakens, Disney will be adding a new section of Star Tours that allows guests to visit the planet Crate, which is located in a remote, uncharted section of the galaxy that once hosted a uh, Rebel Alliance outpost during their earlier rebellion against the, the Galactic Empire. Uh, this new experience will be added to Star Tours on November 17th. So yeah, The Last Jedi comes out December 15th, so they're adding this a bit earlier, I think, than than they did for The Force Awakens, which is interesting, you know, because it's going to give some exposure to this new movie before the new movie's out. I think they waited a lot later to do this with The Force Awakens. They did, and I think that's the interesting part of it. I mean, this is, I don't know if, I mean, are they trying to drive attendance numbers at Hollywood Studios to get people in there to do Star Tours, the the true Disney fans in the area? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good point. They could be. You know, this is, again, Star Tours is going to kind of be locked, I guess, onto this planet for a while. So everybody mm-hmm. that goes through it is going to experience this planet. And, and yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Are they trying to drive, hey, guys, we've got some information from the new Star Wars movie here. Come ride this ride. I don't know. That's a good question. Regardless, we know Disney has a strategy behind it. Um, I, I guess I, I'll be in Disney World prior to the new film releasing. So this will impact my Star Tours experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, it'll, it'll limit the amount of times that you can ride Star Tours because I feel like when my wife and I went, which was shortly after The Force Awakens came out, we were pretty much, we pretty much had all Force Awakens rides. I don't, I don't think ours was very random. I think there were two that they were swapping back and forth between. Well, you know, I know in November we'll get an update on this and then... Obviously, uh, when I'm down in Disney World, I will give some feedback as well. But that is not the news I want. The, the news I wanted to share with you is I'll make sure to uh, warn you before I release it. Uh, staying in Hollywood Studios, preparations are now being made for the Sunset Seasons greetings. In an earlier podcast, we mentioned that Disney's Hollywood Studios will be introducing a new projection show uh, that'll be shown on the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Uh, they've actually begun adding decorations to the area. To the Tower uh, of Terror? 
to the surrounding area. They're kind of hiding where the projections will be, and there's a little bit of, of Christmassy decorations already going up in that area. Uh, remember, the show will start running on November 9th, so not too far away. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, as we've mentioned, right when October 31st finishes, it's Christmas. It's it's Thanksgiving to mainly Christmas in mm-hmm. um, Disney World. But, Pete, I'm telling you, I still have my speculation that they're testing these projections for another reason. They could be. But, you know, if you look at look at the Hollywood Tower Hotel and look at everything that went into changing it at Disneyland for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, I mean, this isn't something that they're going to be able to do just with projections. That just has me nervous. Well, moving on to uh, Animal Kingdom. Not something that I'm going to be too disappointed about. Cali River Rapids is set for a five-week refurbishment in 2018. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom water ride, Cali River Rapids. We'll be closing on January 2nd, and we'll remain closed for five-week refurbishment, reopening February 10th of 2018. This is the first major refurbishment of the year, uh, and we'll likely see this attraction probably, I, I would guess it'd be cleaned up for regular maintenance. Yeah, I don't. they're not going to do anything to this. There's Five weeks is not enough time. So are you guys going to ride this when you're down there? I don't know. I mean, we're going to do a full day in Animal Kingdom. I think that probably is predicated on how cold feel it like is? getting soaked. How cold is it? And then, well, my brothers and I were down there Christmas time one year and rode Cali River Rapids, and they actually have heaters set up while you're coming off the ride to keep you warm because, you know, even if it's even if it's 50 degrees outside, it's it still gets pretty cold coming off of that ride, soaking wet. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I was looking back on Disney trips. It's been 20 years since I've been in December. Really. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Uh, moving on to the news. This is for Disney Springs. Uh, the concept art for the NBA experience at Disney Springs has been released. This is something we've hinted at. It's been, you know, not a, a very quiet rumor. Uh, everyone's kind of known the NBA experience will be coming. Uh, it looks like the they have set the opening date for the summer of 2019. Again, it'll be in place of where Disney Quest was. Looks like it's going to include interactive games, competitions. Scheduled to be an extremely immersive experience. There'll be a retail store, a restaurant, and it'll be inspired by some of the modern architecture of the new NBA arenas around the country. So it's going to be a basketball-themed Disney Quest is, is basically so, what, we're, what we're getting at, right? You know, if you've ever been to like the ESPN zone, like the restaurant, I think it could be like a basketball-themed, maybe a little bit better version of that. You got, I mean, you have the Orlando Magic down there. Time will tell how this one uh, goes over. Yeah. Speaking of the Orlando Magic, there is a free Orlando Magic jersey deal for annual pass holders that has just been announced. Uh, beginning this week, annual pass holders can get a free Orlando Magic player jersey with the purchase or renewal of a Walt Disney World annual pass when purchased at the Disney Ticket Center inside the Amway Center. This promotion is only available for guests who purchase their passes at that location. It would not be available or offered for guests to renew their passes at the parks, online, or by phone. Okay. So maybe Orlando Magic attendance is down. So if you live in Orlando and you want to get a free Magic jersey, I, I don't know. Are the Magic any good? Uh, they beat the Cavs last night, but no, they're not very good. I didn't think so. All right, Pete, this is the news I think you're going to be excited about. Okay. We'll see. Ultimate Disney Christmas package has been announced. Okay. Have you heard about it? I have not. All right, I'm going to give you the rundown. A brand new deal has been unveiled that is – Pretty interesting and uh, in my mind, and probably unlike anything Disney's ever offered. 
this limited time offer known as the Ultimate Disney Christmas Package is a fixed arrival and departure package that covers December 21st, 2017 through December 26th, 2017. And it includes all of the following. So Thursday, December 21st, you get a ticket to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at the Magic Kingdom. On Friday, December 22nd, special nighttime access to Pandora, the world of Avatar. Saturday, December 23rd, unique holiday character experience at the Hollywood Studios. On the 24th, exclusive Christmas Eve dinner party at Epcot. And on the 25th, special Christmas Day gift delivered to your room. It probably sounds like it'd be a crazy upcharge experience, yeah. but it's one thirty nine per person per night. Really? Uh, this would be offered for a family of four in a standard room at Disney's Coronado Springs, uh, which... If you if you run the numbers, it's probably one of the least expensive packages Disney's ever thrown together. Uh, when you consider you have a four day park hopper ticket, a separate ticket to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and all of the exclusive events listed, mm-hmm. let me hear your thoughts. Uh, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, so you're down? We're going, <laughs> huh? We're taking the families and rolling over. Like I think this is, I mean, one hundred and thirty nine dollars a person per night. You yep. can't you can't even. Now, does this include a meal plan or no meal plan? I do not believe so. I mean, still, park hopper, room. I mean, Coronado Springs, Christmas time is, is probably going to run you 200 bucks a night, something like that. Maybe a little more. Yeah, maybe a little more. So, I, I don't know. I think this sounds like a great uh, this sounds like a great deal, especially with the kind of premium things that you get, right? I mean, I mean just, the- just the... Just the Christmas party alone is a hundred dollars. I think it's yeah, it'd be like a hundred and hundred and ten maybe at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at the nighttime access to Pandora. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you get the exclusive character experience, um, and and then also a dinner celebration. So yeah, I think this is definitely worth it. And I I've been to Disney at, over Christmas before. I would say it's the second best place to go for Christmas. Just because what, New my, York City number one. Yeah, New York City number one. Okay. My wife and I went to New York City, I guess two years ago for Christmas. And that I don't know, New York City seems like the ultimate Christmas destination, but I think Disney's a close second to that. Yeah, I figured you'd be fired up about that. I mean when I when I was reading about that, I'm I was thinking, well, one, we haven't talked about it, and two, started running some numbers. That's not a bad deal. No, it's not. If my daughter were a year or two older, we'd be we'd be down. We'd be there. Uh, so any of our listeners, if you don't have Christmas plans and you got some slush money laying around, have fun. Go do it. Do it up. But I mean, think about it. This is this is a four day trip, five five night stay, four days at theme park tickets for under three thousand dollars for a family of four. I mean, my wife and I spent about three thousand dollars for two of us. So this is a good deal. And and I know what our trip package is for three. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a little bit more than yeah, that, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I this is a really, really good deal. It's something to be considered. I uh, figured we'd share it with all you guys. This is the first I've heard of it. Uh, so if it's been out, I, I don't think it's been out there very long. If, uh, you know, it could have been released this, in the past week or so. And if they continue to offer this, you know, if this is something they have in the coming years, I, I guarantee you we'll take advantage of this one year. Yep, I agree. But that is it for the news. I had the best piece there for the end. I like it. I like it. Well, let's move into our main topic for tonight. And again, we're going to be talking about our top five quick service restaurants uh, at any park 
we're gonna we're gonna leave out as we normally do resorts and Disney Springs, which I don't know how much of that there really you know how much quick service there really is that's that's worth it at the resorts or Disney Springs, but we're gonna leave those out. We're gonna stick straight to the parks. So let's go ahead and go right into it. You want to uh, you want to pull first? I'll let you have it. I'll let you do the honors. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna go with be our guest. I've been here for lunch and I've been here for dinner. And dinner's better, without a doubt. I like I like dinner at Be Our Guest more. And that may simply be because you can get a glass of wine or you can get a beer. Uh, that is not on the table if you go here for lunch. You also don't get any of the characters for lunch. But what you do get, you do get the, the scenery that you get with dinner. You know, you're still eating at Be Our Guest. So it is the best-themed restaurant at Disney World, hands down. You also get some pretty decent food. Tom, we ate there on the Mendu Disney trip. The roast beef sandwich was was pretty good, right? Yeah, that was probably the the table's favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to pick I one, think, that we all. I think three of us got that at least. Yeah, I think three of the four of us did get it. Mm-hmm. So you also get some good desserts here. You get you can get the gray stuff. You can try the gray stuff. It is delicious. Uh, there's a couple other dessert options. I think there's a lemon meringue cupcake and a strawberry cupcake. But again, this is this is kind of a this is not going to be your typical Di- Disney lunch menu. You know, you're not going to find cheeseburgers here. You're not going to find chicken fingers. You're not going to find anything like that. You know, what you do have is again, you do have the roast beef sandwich. There's also a variety of salads. You can get a turkey sandwich. Uh, you can get a quinoa salad. So for the more adventurous types, there there is a lot here. Um, and again, like I said, you're eating in the Be Our Guest restaurant, which is, I, hands down, the best themed restaurant at Disney World. The menu prices here are going to be a bit higher than what you see really any anywhere else at any other quick service restaurant. So this is a good use of a quick service credit, but make sure you have a reservation. If you don't have a reservation, probably not going to have a good time. Now, one other thing I will say about this restaurant that's kind of cool is kind of how you order. And this was really the the forerunner, I guess, of the mobile ordering system that Disney's putting in place now. We actually ordered on the Mendu Disney trip, we ordered all of our meals weeks before we got there. When we got there, they handed us a rose. We put the rose on our table and our food came to us. You know, they were able to locate us based on based on this geo-tracking dot that they gave us. So that was pretty cool. But um, but definitely have a reservation. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting quite a while to eat lunch here. Thoughts? So, great pick. Uh, I think this is probably where quick service restaurants will go moving forward. Love the ordering system. I do agree that anything that has a mobile ordering came from Be Our Guest is kind of the beta. Uh, you mentioned menu price are a bit higher. He's right. But, again, to your point, the value of a quick service credit here. You know, this is, this is probably probably the best quick service restaurant in Disney World. Uh, hence, it's number one selection. Uh, you know, I, I, I debated between this and my next selection, but we'll get there in a minute. The gray stuff is is good. I mean, it's just, it, ta- it literally, Be Our Guest atmosphere is worth it alone. I mean, it, it sticks you in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, just, just to be able to get in the restaurant and look around and take pictures and, and eat in that environment you know, is, is, is worth getting the reservation for. I agree. Yeah. And I, and I cannot emphasize enough and we cannot emphasize you need a reservation. 
Yes. One of the hardest reservations to get as a quick service, or it's even harder as a dinner. Mm-hmm. But you will have a little bit easier time, I think, getting a getting a lunch reservation than you would a dinner. And and for our trip, we did get a lunch reservation. It's a late in the afternoon. It's a late lunch uh, reservation, which is fine with us. Uh, but you do have to be willing if you want. The, you know, we were. This was one of those restaurants when I did the advanced dining reservations that I said, okay, we're going to cater our trip to when we can get in this restaurant. It's that type of restaurant to me. Uh, so good pick. I got nothing wrong with it. All right. What do you got? All right. Let's see. This one I'm probably going to get laughed at uh, by some people, but I'm going to go with Cosmic Rays and Tomorrowland Magic Kingdom. A theme of restaurants I like, I love, I don't like long ways. I don't like where there's not enough space. And I don't like to feel like there are vultures waiting for me to get up from my table. I am that vulture sometimes waiting for someone to get up from their table. So Cosmic Rays hits all those for me. The atmosphere of Tomorrowland and what that's supposed to be is uh, in this restaurant. The menu offering is nothing exotic. You know, my favorite thing is a bacon cheeseburger or the pork sandwich on the menu. So it's, it's a very simple menu options, but they have a ton of registers. They have a ton of seating and you do have live music. If you stand there long enough, he may replay some of the songs he played earlier. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you know, you the first thing I would have mentioned is Sunny Eclipse. Yeah, and and I had to build up the 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 restaurant landscape before I hit, you know, probably the best part of it is Sunny Eclipse. You know, I have childhood memories of when we were in in, uh, in Magic Kingdom late at night. This is one of the restaurants that will stay open, and he's still playing. I mean, he's still rolling around doing his deal. And I feel um, like we went to Cosmic Rays on the Mendu Disney trip, right? We surely did. We went late night, uh, used our credit, and I think I ate all of everyone's dessert because they were too full, and it is the triple chocolate cake that you need to go for here as a dessert item. But yeah, Cosmic Ray is number one for me. Oh, and, and to add one more thing, you're in Tomorrowland, so you're obviously closest to the best ride in Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain. <laughs> no, I don't, I, you know, I think there's definitely best better restaurants. I think there's definitely better food, but, you know, for location and for theming and for like you said, space and, you know, wait time. And, you know, look, we're coming at this from an experience of no mobile ordering whatsoever. And if you're on the meal plan, you're still not going to have mobile ordering for now. Right. So I don't, I don't know that I've ever really waited a long time at Cosmic Rays before. No, I haven't either. Um, Again, that's one of my, you'll see throughout the, my draft picks most likely that, Hey, I need space. I need quick. And uh, basic menu is better for me. I'm not as um, seasoned as Pete is. I do like some more exotic food. And so I'll move on to my number two pick. And for this, we're going to go to Animal Kingdom. And I really debated putting this one number one because I really do think that this is the best value for a quick service credit in all of Disney World. And that's uh, Flame Tree Barbecue at Animal Kingdom. The food here is really good. The, the barbecue is not you know, what you get anywhere else at Disney World. This this barbecue and this, I don't know, it's just so much better to me. The the rib, chicken, and pulled pork sampler, to me, is the way to go. But they do have also have various combinations of the chicken and pork. They've got a salad, I think, but come on, let's be honest. If you're going to Flame Tree Barbecue and you're eating a salad, you probably got you probably got a problem. I'll, uh, Flame Tree's good. Uh, we ate, I think we ate Flame Tree, right? I think so, yeah. You know, and, and honestly, the the amount of food that we got at Flame Tree, we probably could have gotten two meals between the four of us, and and shared them and been fine. Yeah, and I I think you're right where you where you talk value there. 
Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of another one that would have a better value. I mean, these uh, portion but, these portion sizes are ridiculous. I mean, yeah, they're, they're huge. Big. Plus, it's Animal Kingdom, so you know you can get a you can get a beer with your meal. You can get a Bud Light. You can get the Safari Amber that I think is Mick Amber or something like that. That's pretty much present throughout of all of uh, Animal Kingdom. You know, nothing nothing too exciting for dessert or anything like that here, but but the food is is well worth it. I like it. I, no complaints. You got a solid start to the list going right now. I know. I feel like I feel like those two. I mean. You could put those two in any order, you know, and I, again, debated putting Flame Tree first because food wise, I think it is the best food, the best quick service food at Disney World. But I don't know. Be Our Guest just takes it for me with the theming. Hmm. Where will I go? I'm going to, well, I'm going to stay with, uh, with some things that I value. I'm going to go ABC Commissary. I talk about it on the podcast. Shocking. I like Hollywood Studios. I had some Commissary Lane and Hollywood Studios. This one's kind of by default for me if I'm looking at Hollywood Studios because there's not a ton of options for quick service there that are, uh, you know, necessarily worth it. I mean, there's there's really nothing else. I mean, there's there's a couple of restaurants, but really nothing else that's worth it, right? No, and I mean here the space is great. Again, tons of registers, but your menu. I mean, your menu is basic, and I don't like to I don't like to have difficult decisions at my quick service meal. You're a chicken I, finger kind of guy. I'm a chicken finger, cheeseburger, hamburger type of guy. You know, if my fiance were on here, she'd probably have different a different list than me. But you're going to get your, your bacon cheeseburger. The chicken breast strips are basically chicken strips. They're good, too. The The real kicker, and I, I like dessert. The dessert cupcakes here, the offerings are phenomenal. I looked before the podcast. Right now, they're offering an Olaf cupcake. So no, Darth, Darth, no Vader. Darth Vader cupcakes right now? No, and we had Darth Vader when we went. The cupcakes are huge. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I even I don't think I even ate half of mine. And, and we're talking lunch here, but this is a place they offer pretty good dining too, and it's quick service if I'm not mistaken for the dining as well. You know, it, it hits all the criteria for me. A lot of seating in a pretty good location. It, it, I'll tell you one that you know, it, speaking Hollywood Studios, if Sci-Fi could ever slide into a quick service, that would be the <laughs> preference. But I doubt that's going to happen. But hey, who knows? Let me hear your thoughts. No, I, I, I like it. And, you know, this seems to be the place when I'm at Hollywood Studios and I'm eating lunch. This seems to be the place that I always end up. You know, you're kind of living on options there. And like you said, the food options are not that great. But you know you're not going to wait long. And you know there's going to be a ton of space to eat. I mean, we went and ate lunch at 12 o'clock or 12.15 or something like that. Right when everybody else is going to eat lunch. We didn't wait at all. We didn't have to find a seat. We didn't have to fight. So, so yeah, that to me is, is worth something. Again, and food's not not solid. Yeah, I mean, in my day-to-day life, I'm this freak about efficiency and how can we do something better than we're doing it today. So when I go to a Disney park, I'm typically, a, every thought I have is how can I spend more time in the park, doing attractions, seeing the shows, seeing the fireworks, and less time worrying about where I'm going to eat my quick service meal. ABC Commissary hits it all. It's a little bit in the. It's kind of in a weird location of the park. I mean, you're not going to be near like Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror, so that's maybe the downside. But it, it's your best quick service option, in my opinion, in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I, I'm on board with that. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change gears here, and I'm gonna kind of go in a different direction, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna base one off of off of my breakfast experience. So I'm going to go to Epcot, and I'm going to, going to go to uh, the France Pavilion to La Halle. I, 
I don't know. To me, there's there's something about going and getting a ham and cheese baguette first thing in the morning. Or, I mean, even for lunch, it's a it's a decent lunch. But but the pastries that they have here really really sell it for me. Most of these pastries are snack credits. They they do have you know what they would consider entrees. Again, this is not going to be a great use of a quick service credit because everything here is pretty basic. You know, it's ham and cheese and bread or it's cheese and bread or it's apples and cheese and bread. Pretty simple, but but the food is the food is really really good. Um, you know, they also you can get coffee, you can get hot chocolate, you can get beer, you can get wine. I don't know, to me this this restaurant just does it. Now, most of this food is pre-made, so you're literally going and grabbing something from a display case. But, you know, to your point, Tom, it's it's quick. You know, you're not waiting a whole lot a whole lot of time for it. There's a decent amount of seating. There's a lot more seating now than there used to be. And getting one of those chocolate eclairs to go with your uh, to go with your meal is makes it all worth it. So, you have to help me out. I've never eaten here. If I have, I don't remember. Uh, one, this isn't you know necessarily my style of food. Mm-hmm. Pre-made, knowing Disney, it would have been made that morning. So it's not yeah, like yeah, something yeah. that's been sitting long. No, it hasn't been sitting long. And the cool thing about this is that this restaurant opens with Future World. So if you're coming in the International Gateway, you can, you can you access can, it. You can hit this up right away. Okay. It seems like a lot of the options you just hit could be like handheld, eat while you're walking kind of thing. Abs- absolutely. 100%. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you, you mentioned seating because I do think a lot of folks value seating. But going back to that efficiency, if you have an early fast pass and you're coming in the International Gateway, you can grab a bite to eat for breakfast that's going to be good, unique food. And it's you can eat it on the go, kind of. Yeah. To me, you know, you, you have a frozen fast pass first thing in the morning. You come in the International Gateway. You stop at the France Pavilion. You know, you grab a, uh, you grab a baguette, a ham and cheese baguette. You eat it as you walk to your fast pass. Or you come in the International Gateway, you grab it, and you walk to Future World. You know, either either way, yes, this is something that you can eat on the go. It is something handheld. And the pastries are the same way. You know, you can get a chocolate croissant. Their chocolate croissants are very good. But you can get an eclair. You can get a regular croissant. So a lot of options here. And again, if you're eating here for lunch, you can grab, you know, you can grab a baguette and a, and a glass of wine. It's not really heavy food. You know, it's not not something like a like a flame tree barbecue where you're going to get huge portions and you're going to get really, really full. This is a, this is a good on the go kind of meal. I like it. And that's one that while it's not necessarily up my alley, I know the folks I'm going with in December, that is something that sounds uh, like they would love. Yeah. I guarantee, I guarantee you that guarantee you that Heidi and your mom will, would love, you know, snagging breakfast here or, or even snagging a quick lunch on the go here. Yeah, we'll have to look at that. Well, I'm going to run with my third choice. Uh, I'll be in Epcot, Future World. Sunshine Seasons. Uh, this one is located in the Land Pavilion. So right there with uh, like Soren. What's the restaurant upstairs? Fre- uh, Garden, uh, Garden Grill. Garden Grill, yes. So here's why I like this place. One, if you ride Living with the Land, you're going to see some things you can eat at this restaurant. Uh, but anyway, it's fresh food options that you know. The salads are fantastic. Proximity to good attractions as well. I mean, you have Soren in the same building with you. Maybe you have a 1 o'clock Soren. Great place to relax, sit down for a little bit before you enjoy that ride. 
Again, your seating and your wait times to get food are going to be really low. Unique thing about this place, you have like an Asian noodles shop, a grill shop, a sandwich shop, dessert baking shop. A lot of options if you're with a group. I can give the Mindu Disney as an example. Right before we left Epcot on one of our, uh, the one night we were there, uh, one of our, one of the guys with us really wanted some Asian noodles and I really wanted a grilled chicken Caesar salad. So this is where Pete and I suggested we go. Uh, I would say of the Asian noodle shop, the Mongolian beef offering is pretty good. Uh, my personal favorite is probably the grill shop, and it's the slow roasted uh, pork loin they have there. Sandwich shop is good. Spicy fish tacos are, are probably the best thing for me, uh, but I typically hit the Caesar salad with oak with the uh, oak gra- oak fired grilled chicken, uh, and then I've hit it on every every menu already. The desserts here. Probably the New York style cheesecake, maybe the chocolate mousse cake if, if you're a chocolate fan. Uh, and I know a lot of folks like the whoopie pie and the chocolate brownie here as well. And there's a uh, lot so of there's a lot of dessert options here, right? Well, yeah, because you have like the you know the dessert baking shop. So mm-hmm. yeah, this one's good. I mean, and again, proximity, proximity to good rides, a large area. You're not gonna feel very crowded. It's a busy area. Don't and it's open. It's, it's open busy. late too, right? Yeah, it is. It's one of those that we hit. Uh, right as Illuminations was going off, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or right before Illuminations, maybe. So, I like it. You know, I I've I think I've eaten here one time. So, not not some place that I you know not some place that I eat every time I'm going to Epcot. But uh, but the food was decent, and and yeah, it's right there in Future World. It's convenient. So, yeah, I like it. I kind of want to get a whoopie pie though. Yeah, I'm a cheesecake guy. If, if I go and use the uh, quick service, my dessert, I grab cheesecake. So my next one's going to be really quick. And and it's also at Epcot. There's literally one thing on the menu. And, and that is the Yorkshire County Fish Shop at the United Kingdom Pavilion at Epcot and World Showcase. I don't know. To me, it doesn't feel like a Disney trip unless I've eaten at the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. And I don't know what the, why that is. Like I said, there's there's literally one thing on the menu. You, you can get fish and chips, and you can get a beer or a soda with that. Or maybe tea. I think they might have tea, too. But, you know, so if you're looking for options, if you're with a group that wants a lot of variety, not a good place um, <laughs> at all. Because you get fish and chips. That's it. Um, seating can be a challenge here. So probably not one of your favorites, Tom. But uh, and, and, you know, you, you can't get a, a Jack and Coke here. Oh, you've, I think you've got bass and harp are your options. I could uh, I could run across the street. Well, you could run, I mean, right to the pub right there and, yep, and get a drink. Go to the pub, grab yeah. Jack and Coke, bring it back. But um, I don't know. To me, this is a solid, this is a really solid meal choice, but not a very good use of a quick service credit because it's not a super expensive meal, you know, and it's not, it's not anything exotic or anything like that, but, um, but a good meal. You know, the fish is... The fish is decent. The fries are a little bit different than what you'd typically get at a Disney restaurant. They're a little bit thicker, I think. And uh, the fish and chips are, of course, served on fake newspaper. So that really pulls the whole thing together. Yeah, this is uh, this one I've eaten at in the past. Not one that I go to Epcot necessarily. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, Pete, you know, it's one of his staples of his Disney vacations. For me, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's a fun theme. Uh, it is authentic food, and so that's what you go for. 
Um, I do I do like you pointed out that it, it's a pretty it's cheap food. So if you don't want to use your quick service, this is something you could probably come out of pocket for. Uh, but I do think it's a good idea. I mean, if you like if you like fried fried fish and you want to say you ordered a fish and chips, this is your spot for sure. But it's it's weird to me how like I don't know certain restaurants get that. You know, you just associate certain restaurants with a Disney trip, right? I mean, like, you know that when you go to Disney World, there's certain things that you have to do. And for me, eating the fish and chips here is, is one of those things. And, and that's a great lead in to, to my next one. It's Casey's Corner. I've never, <laughs> it's not even, and that's my fourth choice, Casey's Corner off of Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom. It's not one that I like walk into the park saying, mm, I need some Casey's today. But it's one that I find myself eating at some point. Uh, a cool thing about Casey's Corner, it's got a, a sweet theme. And right outside, numerous times a day, there's a piano player that plays some nice jingles. My fiance is a fan of listening to the piano. Uh, she's, many, many relatives in her family play. Uh, so this is a place we saw ourselves and found ourselves sitting outside of on our trip, listening to the piano player on the Mendu Disney trip. This is a place we found ourselves because one of the guys wanted a foot-long hot dog. He, uh, he, he did, yeah. He did. We had fries. I'll tell you. It, so if, if, you don't, if you aren't familiar with it, it is hot dogs, bratwurst, and corn dogs. That's it. Mm-hmm. They have some fries. They got some mac and cheese. They have different hot dog toppings. And it's, look, it's expensive. It's like 12 bucks for a hot dog and fries. It is. But it's quick service. We're looking at quick service, and I'm looking at dining plan. Yeah, this probably isn't your best place. I mean, there's there's better places in Magic Kingdom, without a doubt, to use your quick service. But if you can't find anything, you'll find yourself in Casey's. I'm telling you. I was. I mean, I was a hard out on Casey's on the Mendy Disney trip. Yeah. Probably, I, so probably because there. probably because I've eaten there so many times because it is. It's one of those places that. I don't know. What do you want to eat? What do you? I don't know. What do you want to eat? And and you end up at Casey's with a hot dog. So no, I, I you know I don't know if I put this in my top five, but it is one of those restaurants that's kind of I don't know. You always seem to end up there. Now this is surprising to me because you literally can never find a seat in Casey's Corner. I think it's because it's it, that's why I asked you earlier about your um, what was it Lay Halls? Yeah. Is it something you can eat while you walk? And yeah. everyone in America and probably every part of the world has eaten a hot dog while walking before. No, that's true. That's that's definitely true. Uh, so th- this is one of those where if you need something quick and maybe you're not real hungry. I mean, they have normal size hot dogs, but they also have foot long hot dogs. So number five, and this is a tough one for me because I think that this restaurant is kind of a shell of its former self. I know and, exactly where you're going. And that's Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Inn and Cafe uh, in, in Magic Kingdom. I, I tell you, I don't know. My childhood was kind of defined by this restaurant. My Just because of their toppings bar. When we walked in and they had, you know, they had the like fake cheese that you could pump out into the cups. I mean, my brothers and I probably spent two hours there just pumping cheese and eating eating it. And your family influenced our family to go to, to go. Pecos Bills, <laughs> and it became Matt uh, on the podcast. It was Matt's favorite spot because now, he loved cheese. Now they have changed. They have changed it, and the cheese is gone now. No more cheese, and they've changed up the menu. They've they've kind of made it more of a Southwest theme restaurant, 
But I like this restaurant still because, A, because they still do have the toppings bar. You know, they still have a lot of salsas, grilled onions, grilled mushrooms, sour cream, cheese, all that kind of stuff. So they still do have the toppings bar. Um, but it is a lot more Southwest theme now. I've, it used to be, you know, your pretty standard Disney fare. Now they have fajitas and burritos and, you know, Southwest burgers, Southwest salad. They do still have a couple of burgers, the Southwest burger and the taco burger. But, but yeah, they got rid of the cheese. You can get a, you can get a queso dip cup with your meal that costs a dollar, but it's, it's not the same. It's not that warm, yellow, plasticky cheese. That was so delicious to dip your fries in. The, did you say plasticky? It, it is. It's plasticky <laughs> cheese. What a way um, to describe it. But I mean, I can remember having like six, seven cups of that cheese just lined up and just everybody going to town on it. And uh, so it's it's sorely missed right now. I can I can tell you that. But but again, this is a huge restaurant. You very rarely are going to struggle to find a table here. Yeah, so so and it's right um, by my right by the best ride at Magic Kingdom. It's right by his best ride, right? It's right so, by the best ride. Pete's uh, Pete's brothers were a little older than um, our family, and so they had hit Disney World a couple times before. You know, we were really old enough to get there, and uh, this was one that one hundred percent got passed down from them to us, and it was it was one of Matt's favorites. I mean, this was his spot. I, it's never really done it for me, and then now they've kind of changed it. I mean, I kind I, I liked it for what it was. Did we we did we eat here on the menus? No, we trip? did not. My, I guess my wife and I did when we went. No, we did uh, be our guest and then Cosmic Rays. That's on, right on the menu Disney. That's right. It's um, I don't know. I mean, a ton of people love it, and, and I I probably need to give it another whirl. But yeah, I mean, it's eh for me. It's one of those places that you often end up. It's similar to Casey's Corner in that sense. Uh, I do love the space. The theming is fantastic. Typically, the people working there are totally bought into the culture of the restaurant. So, if you are into, you know, kind of the Tex-Mex yeah. theme, yeah, uh, I th- I think it'd be. I don't know. Is Tex-Mex the best way to describe it? It's Southwest kind of, you know, kind of Moe's Chipotle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, number five, gonna stay in. Magic Kingdom. I feel, like, shocked. I feel like I feel like you've been uh, you've been in Magic Kingdom a lot today. I've been living. This is my third of five uh, selections of, in Magic Kingdom. I'm gonna go Columbia Harbor House, Liberty Square, in Magic Kingdom. Okay. Couple neat things about this restaurant. Uh, first, and I may have mentioned this in a Disney Secret or in one of our previous episodes, but half the restaurant is in Liberty Square. Half of it is technically in Fantasyland. In Liberty Square's half of the restaurant, you'll you won't find a bathroom, and this is another really big restaurant. And the reason is because the time, you know, the setting that restaurant was built in for that portion of it, there were no bathrooms. Cool little Disney touch uh, that I, I wish they advertised more openly so everyone knew because that's one of the most mind blowing you know Disney secrets out there. But to the restaurant itself, we talk about the lobster roll at the America Pavilion in Epcot. You can't get that all the time. You can get a lobster roll all the time in Columbia Harbor House. It's not the same. It's not the same. But it's a lobster roll. Another thing I like that I've read mixed reviews on is the shrimp mac and cheese. I love shrimp. I love mac and cheese, and I'm not scared of mixing it together. And then some people like the grilled salmon. Not one of the, the things that I go for. I typically stay with the lobster roll at this restaurant. 
And uh, if you're a soup, if you're a fan of soup or it's cold outside, maybe on our December trip, the clam chowder is pretty good here. Uh, but this is another one. You're, you're right there by Haunted Mansion. You're by Fantasyland. This is one that's kind of changed its menu over the years because I, unless I'm crazy, I feel like I used to get totally different things there as a kid. And you could have. I mean, no, or, there's or you could be, or, or you could be, yeah, I was going to say, or you could have been ordering off the, uh, off the kids' menu. Uh, but that's number five for me. What are your thoughts on that one, Pete? I'm okay with it. I feel like you're kind of like I am with Pecos Bill. It's yeah, kind of how you are with. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of Columbia Harbor House. Not someplace I ate a lot. Just, yeah, it's kind of eh. Yeah, no, I can see that. You know, if somebody said, hey, I'll buy you lunch at Columbia Harbor House, I wouldn't turn it down, probably. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you thinking we should hit some honorable mentions here? I've got one honorable mention. I've that, got one, too. Okay, well, so mine is, again, an animal kingdom. Not for the food, because the food is straight-up classic theme park food. Burgers, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, grilled chicken salad. Um, and that's Restaurantosaurus in Animal Kingdom. For some reason, and, and I don't know why, because, again, I've already, I've already said Flame Tree is my top either one or two quick service restaurant. For some reason, I always end up at Restaurantosaurus. Maybe it's because, you know, the line at Flame Tree is too long or whatever, but this restaurant has, it has tons of space. There's the theming. Have you been in here? The theming is actually decent. It's got a I lot have. of different rooms that are all, they're all themed kind of differently. Yeah, I am. Um, so on our Mendo Disney trip, we did not go out this direction. <laughs> we didn't even, because Dinosaur was closed. Mm-hmm. We didn't even go to Dino Land. No, not USA. at all. Uh, on the trip that I went with my fiance, we didn't even go to Animal Kingdom on that trip. Uh, we were only at Disney a couple days. If it's tough because if, if if I'm looking in Animal Kingdom, I'm going I'm I'm going to go to Flame Tree. I'm not going to go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's like kind of the example that I used of Casey's Corner. There's way better options in Magic Kingdom, but I kind of end up there. So this kind of falls in that category for me. It it it's the type of food that I personally like, but it's probably not the type of food that everyone likes. Or or it's it's you know you may get sick of on your seventh day at Disney World or your third day at Disney World, and you've had that for quick service days back to back. Uh, but I think it's a good I think it's a good honorable mention. And if you look grand scheme of things at Disney World, I I don't know that there's something I'd pick over it because the theme in here is pretty solid. Yeah, I like the theming. It's it's pretty cool. You know they've got they've got a room with like display cases of dinosaur stuff they've got some dinosaur skeletons i don't know it's 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 kind of a cool theme restaurant they do have a toppings bar here too it's actually a decent toppings bar um they've got you know stuff that you wouldn't find any like arugula blue cheese you know they've got the sauteed onions and mushrooms they've got chili chili on the toppings bar which is which is kind of exciting you know make your own chili cheeseburger more in love with it So there is a there is a toppings bar here too, which is which is good, but I don't know it. It again, it's it's one of those. I mean, you could make your own chili cheese fries. Oh, the other thing that I did not mention about this restaurant that you know this this dessert alone would have put it close, and that's the uh, warm chocolate turtle brownie. I love I love this brownie. This guy literally like he can't not smile when he talks about this oh, brownie. I love this brownie. It's so good. Prior to the episode, we were we were kind of talking about different restaurants, and he kept saying, yeah. "Warm, you know, t- chocolate turtle." This brownie. this so. may be this may be my favorite 
quick service dessert option. This is definitely, this is hands down better than the Grey Stuff Cupcake. Hands down better than the Darth Vader Cupcake. This may be my favorite dessert option, quick service dessert option. To me, the triple chocolate cake at Cosmic Rays is no, probably no. the best. No, no. This is but... better. This is better than that. Have you had the warm chocolate turtle brownie? I don't. I can't. Oh. I can't with one hundred percent certainty say I have. Oh. You can't. You can't make a decision then until you until you've tried it. But you have to eat it before your meal, otherwise it's not warm. Oh, well, that's kind of backwards. It's a little backwards, but you know. Well, I've got an audible mention for the for the podcast listeners. All right. I'm gonna forewarning. This would have been way higher. If you could get into the restaurant more consistently. Okay. Uh, Pinocchio's Village House. It's in Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom. It's over there by Small World. It is impossibly difficult to get in here in any timely manner. And if there's any theme that you guys have heard, I love large restaurants with a lot of space that are quick. This hits none of those. <laughs> the food here, the food here is probably the second or third, maybe third or fourth best quick service food, in my opinion, in Disney World. Uh, they have great pasta and flatbread. My two favorites are the chicken parm pasta or the chicken parm sandwich. And then I guess I have three. The sausage pepperoni flatbread is really good. Uh, and here your dessert choice would probably just go with the chocolate cake and you'll be good. Your location's great. You're in Fantasyland. The food's fantastic. And it is ridiculously hard to get into. And anytime you see a wait, you know it's going to be good food. Yeah, especially for a quick service restaurant. Yeah, and I mean, th- this is as busy. This is almost as busy as Be Our Guest, in my opinion. I don't know if it's uh, quite. Well, I don't know if it's quite there, but man, I, it's it's I, ridiculously difficult to get into. I can honestly say I've I've never eaten here. Can I ask why? I, probably because it's always had a wait every time I've gone. There you go. So I don't know. It could be good. Could could be crap. I don't know. Couldn't tell you well, at this point. Well, as always, to figure out if it was good or crap, we need to have uh, some listeners vote or send in what, what their favorites are. Yeah, let us know what your favorites are. And, and again, we know that there's better food at Disney World. These are these are just kind of, again, everything at Disney World is so tied to memories and, and you know, the, that sense of nostalgia that we talked about is really, really powerful in determining where you go back to, where you eat. And and so for, for us, these restaurants are really where kind of that, that sense of nostalgia drives us, I guess. So yeah, there's definitely better better food out there. But yeah, we, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Uh, let us know. Drop us a tweet. Drop us an email. And uh, let us know what you think, what your favorite restaurants are. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone's criteria for a great restaurant could be different. Uh, as we saw tonight, I mean, <laughs> mine is space, quick, basic menu, you know, get me in and out. And then I do care about theming. <laughs> I think I think Pete had some uh, really good theming with Be Our Guest as a selection. Cosmic Rays, very unique dining experience. You, you don't get it a lot of quick services. So we would love to hear your your insight and feedback and comments on what you what you love or what means something to you at Disney World. There are definitely restaurants that you know these lists are. You know, please don't take this as a top twelve and only these quick service options. There are tons of great quick service options. Uh, these are just our personal favorites. Yep, absolutely. So. Uh, I guess that kind of closes it out for our restaurants. And again, any any questions, any comments, let us know. Again, tweet us, email us. So, Tom, what uh, what else we got for tonight? And I know you've got a secret and a trivia question for the week. What do we got? Yeah, keeping that going, uh, guys. The more input we get on the trivia questions, 
as long as there's still demand to do it, we'll keep doing it. Uh, but I'm going to start with the uh, secret of the night first. As we all know, few things are free at Walt Disney World. However, one of the more popular free things you can do is finding the hidden Mickeys throughout the rides, the parks, and the uh, resorts. Hidden Mickeys started as an inside joke among early Disney Imagineers and soon became a Disney tradition. So the history of Hidden Mickeys can be traced all the way back to when Imagineers were designing Epcot in the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, the Disney company had decided that the Epcot Center would be more of an adult park, including the fact that they'd be selling alcohol. And so they did away with all Disney characters, uh, including Mickey Mouse. Uh, they deemed that they would never be seen at Epcot. And now you got to understand, to some of these Imagineers, that was like a big no-no. And so they decided to make a little bit of a game or challenge out of this, and they began putting the Mickey Mouse profile uh, into various design elements of the park. As Epcot began to grow uh, and guests started commenting that Disney needed to include the characters back at Epcot, um, of course, Disney listened in this instance and added characters. But the fun had already begun and the tradition was already born with the Hidden Mickeys. Uh, and so now Hidden Mickeys have become a staple of all theme park and hotel designs. Uh, because of the popularity, Imagineers have now placed them in new construction all over the place. Today, there are over 1,000 discovered Hidden Mickeys throughout the Walt Disney World property, and many books have been released to help you find them. To me, the key is discovered, because I know that Imagineers are laughing somewhere that we haven't found you know, the different Hidden Mickeys all over the place. This is a great pastime. You know, It's something great you can do when you're waiting in line, when you're walking around the parks, even when you're on rides, is to look for Hidden Mickeys, because they're everywhere. And, and like Tom said, there's, there's been several books that have been released to kind of help you find these. But I don't know. I think that's cheating. To me, it's, it's more fun to have somebody say, hey, there's 10 hidden Mickeys on this ride. See how many of them you can find. The, the kind of the discovery and finding them by yourself, to me, makes it, makes it just a better experience. I'll tell you probably one of the most recognizable and often discussed hidden Mickeys is in Haunted Mansion. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Pete can shed some light on the Haunted Mansion here when I finish with this trivia question. So we had a trivia question last week. This one was a tough one. Uh, we had we had some, a lot of people who got the year right. Uh, only two people got the date right, and obviously uh, the winner was first. So here's the question. Based on the storyline, what day and year did the Hollywood Tower Hotel get struck by lightning? So based on Disney's storyline, it was October 31st, 1939. Uh, post our recording, Pete and I went back and I said, Pete, do you know this one? And he got the year, but he couldn't figure out the day. Thank you again for all who participated. We had a, a great turnout. This one was tough. We, we upped the, uh, up the bar here. Wanted to see your Disney knowledge. Appreciate you guys not cheating to look up the answer. And now for our trivia question this week, this one's another fun one for me. I'm sure a lot of people know this, but uh, how much was an adult admission ticket into Disney World the, on its opening day? It was a lot less than you think. It's, it's when I, I double check this twice when I pulled this out of my trivia bank today to make sure it was right. Well, and you got to remember too that rides were not included. Right. That, that's why I just said so, admission ticket is all we're looking for. Uh, again, you can tweet us the answers at men do WDW podcast or email us at men do WDW at gmail.com. So send it back to you, Pete. All right. Well, with that, I guess that's all we have for this week. So please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at MendoWDWPodcasts. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week with a Halloween special. So get ready to talk about the Haunted Mansion.